Right, it is for time to forget how to read and to mess up. That's the that's the intro you know and love from Albert. You know, I try to let this guy do the intro. Doesn't even say welcome. Welcome to Don't Be an Idiom. Hey, I thought yeah. you were gonna come in after I said that. No, I was trying to let you. You know, like I was the preview for the movie. Oh, uh, yeah. Welcome to Don't Be an Idiom. This is the podcast where Albert and I sit at a table. And we share origin stories of idioms with each other. And tonight we have our special guest, David Koresh. David Koresh. And a few words from David Koresh. Uh, I love rock and roll. <laughs> thank you, David. Um, no, so well, thank you for joining us. And polygamy. Us. Thank you for joining us. Oh, the polygamy. Where hast thou taken me? To Waco. To Waco, baby. Waco, Waco, Waco. Waco, Waco, um, wake up, San Diego. San Diego. Um, most people might not know it, but this is actually, there's a point to this podcast. Oh, yeah. And this is actually explore the history a smart of show. Technically, I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. It's filed under smart. I'm very smart. Under smart. You know, I, I guess I didn't really realize we kind of have a thing where it's like, it is kind of a smart content, but then we try okay. to, we try to do, like, be like, all right, now try to get through it. Yeah. It's got kind of like a it's got kind of like a drunk history esque oh, thing okay. to it. I never really thought about that. Drunk history. Well, we're not really recreating. No, things. but I'm just saying. I, I see like, what you, you mean. Know, yeah. Like we we, we, we know what we're talking about. Oh, but I it's see, Funny yeah. to Im, like impede our own progress. You're right. Kind of stuff. It's like you're right because anyone could just be smart. We have an endpoint that we have to get to. Yeah. There's two histories, and there's also just the sheer time and the you know. You're yeah. right. Yeah, and Getting we, try to, and we is, try to derail each is other. It's not impossible. You do it really well. <laughs> that is, Dude, I, I suck at the actual when I, part when of I, the show. When you're, when you're doing your history and I try to derail you, you just keep plowing You know through. what? I know, and I don't like that about myself, <laughs> But it's just, you know, I, 52 episodes in. And, you think uh, I would loosen up a little? No, it's, it's not like you're not loose. It's just, I can't derail you the way you derail me. I know. You know why? Because I'm afraid that if I let you, that I'm like, I'm going to be like, I can't, I can't understand what's on my screen. Like... <laughs> And like, I keep trying to make my notes less and less yeah. so that I can just have a conversational thing. But you're right. I plow through. Not tonight, though. Watch, you, watch me flow. You know what? It's probably best that I don't derail you. <laughs> no. Get me. I, I dare you. I, I can't. Everyone knows. You're the funny. You know, you're, you're very funny. Oh, come on. And you're the smart. <laughs> you're the smart. You're the smart. No, but sometimes when I correct you, I'm like, when I listen back, I'm like, I don't think that's right. Wait, the correction? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if you're like, hey, do you, you know, and I'm like, yeah, actually, I think it's this. And then I'll hear myself later and I'll be like, no, it's actually not that at all. Oh, nice. But is it what I thought it was or is it a third thing? It's a third thing. We need a third host. Right. We do. I know, you know. Big Raj. I think Big Raj, Chris Cardillo. Chris Cardillo's got to get in here. He's the, the original. Alexander Wildman. Oh, yeah. He could just swoop on in here. We could have a thing where it's called like like whittle with alex we like keep, by the by the end of the show he's got he made some sort of talisman or something we could keep timmy in a barrel of mule sludge and he could gurgle out every once in right. a while but then he'd have to leave his house um <laughs> oh 
<laughs> Shots fired. Although these days, I'm not leaving my house very Dude, often I hate either. Leaving my house. Oh, okay. Where are we going? Um, also, right before Albert and I pushed record on this and regaled you with whatever just happened these in the last very four minutes, entertaining, which story. felt four, like that's pretty good. It feels like it was 25, especially because before we started, we we're like, we don't have a top of the show. What are we going to talk about? Look at but, look at us go. But we were talking about which cartoon we would most want to like if you could just go to bed tonight and then you just wake up in a cartoon world which one yeah. would you most want to be yeah occupying and it's only like it's brief it's a couple minutes it's not too long for you to freak out and like worry that you're stuck there forever yeah futurama i, I want to hear zoidberg like welcome me and let me ask you this when you are, are do you look if i were to be watching this right i know what you're gonna ask me would you just be you or would you look like a futurama version of yourself <sighs> right i feel like you'd just be you right i that's what i was thinking i actually was thinking this exact thought i'm like i'm in a world i'm in the futurama world but like i'm just me and they right. don't find that strange at all that like, is they, how i imagined it they like see it I mean, because I would love to see myself as a Futurama yeah. character, but that's like a whole other fantasy, right? You know? Yeah. But also, there's computer programs that probably do that. I know, know? but so it's, it, not, as it's not from Matt Groening himself, though. Right. True. Be like he would have done it. Who knows how he would do it? Right. Call sure. in if you Call know in how if you he know Matt Groening personally. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Groening, how are you gonna do it? For me, it's home movies. I think I'd want to. So set, great. I'd, I'd want to wake up answer. and just be in front of Coach McGurk. And a Brendan oh Small. God. If I could just just hang out with Brendan and Jason and like, Melissa for a day. Yeah. Now, would you... Okay, how about this, though? Would oh you God. want to I, just would observe be or do you want to interact? No, I'd like to interact. I mean, I, they're kids, so I don't know why I would be there. But, like, you're... Are you going to... Is your character a kid? Like, you you blend in? Oh, I don't... I don't know. And are you going to look like you? I'm going to look like me. See, it's the same as you. We're, we're, I know, we're, but this is the same enough, hypothetical. Right? Funnily enough, I feel like if I went to home movies, I'd want to be a cartoon. <laughs> but I think because it'd be, I would want to be a kid. I, want, yeah. I would want them to make me a kid. Yeah. Well, that, you know, that's a good point. I think that's what I would want. All right. See? <laughs> see? <laughs> what you just said sounds really advertising. <laughs> right? You're right. I want to be a, drawn as a home movies kid. And then be hanging out with them, right? As a young cartoon, right? But I'm, but the, the great thing is that they they still have their personalities, which are super adult and just like you just, right? Exactly. And that's what's perfect about it. You could just be yourself. And like, man, could you imagine Coach McGurk just getting you? Like, what would be his <laughs> zing on you? Oh my god! <laughs> like, what? Be like, yeah, get away from me, blank kid. Yeah, like, uh, what kid are I, you? I can't even approach it. What it could possibly that would take be. so long to figure out how I could be. Also, a certain type of kid that McGurk. Most people probably know what Futurama is, but if you don't know what home movies is, I, I, I'd be curious to see what percentage of people that are listening right now have have watched home Surprisingly movies. Surprisingly low, it was an, I, I think. It was an old Adult Swim show, like one of the earliest ones I can remember. Right. It was on Adult Swim, right. The same creators as also, Dr. Katz. And, um, right. Like, that's the thing. I feel so like it was good. on before Adult Swim, possibly. Because remember oh, how like, really? the critics was around and Dr. Katz that was yeah. around right they were like I guess Comedy Central late at night um, possibly I can't remember but what I'm saying yeah, is, is so. like that like I feel yeah, like yeah. weren't we because I remember Adult Swim getting popular around college yeah so like were we seeing a, were we seeing home movies before that I feel like I have like long ago memories alright let's just this will be if you know what year <laughs> okay don't scream okay <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but um, how about you just say it was pre-Adult Swim? I'm just going to say that it aired on Adult Swim. Okay. Okay. And then I, we will listen back and okay. we'll, it'll be interesting. I said it was, I thought it was interesting. <laughs> I feel like Ryan's probably right, but. But no, no. Maybe, I, but I don't I wanna know. Be, I, I want to no be idea. on that side. All right. Yeah, just be on that. That's, I'm, a, I'm that's on cool. Side. If you're a pre-adult swim side, that's awesome. That's like a, I'm like the Renegades. That's my team name. It's a Renegade, uh, or the Warthogs. <laughs> <laughs> the wild Warthogs. Wild Warthogs. That's you got don't a want good... to step in our jungle, dude. <laughs> good. <laughs> you, you have to invest in two jean jackets. <laughs> With that on the back, one for me. Definitely. The wild board. Dude, if you can make that jacket happen, we will put you on Instagram. If you, whoever out there has a denim jacket, you know, knitting, fact, what's not knitting, was it sewing? I think it's possible. I'll be waiting by the mailbox. We are the mailbox boys. We have a whole mailbox boys song. <laughs> we could this just we could just keep every, doing that. We don't need a real show. <laughs> every verse is about what we're expecting in the mail, which in this case would mm. be what were it we talking about? It would be our wild warthogs, wild warthogs jean jackets. Yeah, jean jackets. Thank you, man. That is a good life. <laughs> that is a good life, <laughs> man. Huh. All right, so mm, mm, mm. waiting by the M box. <laughs> waiting. No rush. No rush. That's the opposite of rush. <laughs> no, but no, we are so chill. Life is so good. We're just hanging out if by the mailbox. Your job and favorite pastime is waiting by a mailbox. You, there is no rush. Dude, you are like looking at your neighbors go off to the rat race, and you're like. Mm, right mm, here mm. is the place for me. Been there, done that. No more, sir. <laughs> that would feel too good. Man, someday. J- but you're right. To every inch of your body to accept and enjoy that this is your life, like that would be a hard thing to attain. Dude, That like somebody, could, your friend could come up to me and be like, don't you worry about, and again, blank. And yeah. whatever you're about to you could be like, listen, man, whatever you're about to say, the answer is a no. <laughs> like, I, I can barely yeah. remember the meaning of the word anxiety. Right. Oh. Someday. Like, yeah. There's a honey smoothness <laughs> that to that. That is honey smoothness. <laughs> Man, Whew. honey smooth mailbox life. Nothing finer Nothing. than that. Well, well, anyway, anyway, we have a show we, here, yeah, I we guess. Have a show, so we should probably get started on that. Um, we're going to, so what we do here, you know, each of us have an idiom. We've brought it to the table. We're going to define it for each other. We're going to, we're going to guess origin stories. We're going to tell origin stories. We're ready to we're rock gonna laugh. and roll. We're going to cry. We're going to rock and we're going to roll. And we're going to derail each other. And No, no, no. This is going to be the straight and narrow oh, right, tonight. Right. But um, we're going to play a game just to see who goes first. Because that's what we do on the show. And Albert is, a, is the game master. I don't, have, I, I don't have any games except the ones that you've you gifted don't need me. Them. I got a closet full. Albert has endless fresh games for us to play on air for you. It's the, one of the, the best parts of the show a lot of people are writing. <laughs> yeah. They like that it's short. <laughs> it actually feels very long when I don't cut it. Right. Well, you gotta, you gotta it's like one it. of the, yeah, you gotta cut this it. One, right. This Can one might be long. Introduce so this and let's get started. We're and let's playing get the over classic game of tiddlywinks, which I feel like as a kid, maybe once, 
once like I saw it in, in a cartoon or something and I was like, what the fuck is that game? And then they had one at Goodwill. Okay. But you can tell it's not a good one. It should be made of wood or something. All right, so what we do is you take the big tittle and the small winks you and you just the big tittle. press down and you try to jump them into this box with numbers all over it. And then there's a cup in the center that's worth 25 big ones. Thank you. So we each have four chances. So Ryan's going to go, and you can just and fast forward through right. this. Yep, Albert won uh, 25 to 5. Yeah. Tiddlywinks. Wild Warhawks. Big surprise. Yes. My eyes are wide in surprise that I lost. It's because we're fearless. We? And we have thick hide hair. We? The wild warthogs. Oh, oh, oh. My oh, team. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I thought it was on that team. All right, Feels right. Like I lost. Well, you know what? With that game, I think I just took the whole shebang. The whole shebang. Every single point, every single thing there is. The whole the shebang. The whole shebang. Not some of the shebang. <laughs> the whole thing. Not half a shebang, the whole shebang. Uh, That's my idiom, man. Wow. Never looked this one up. The whole shebang. You never did, really? Um, No, I don't think so. I did before, and I thought there, I didn't like it. But then I looked up again. I was like, I think I'm ready. Well, thanks for bringing it to the table today. Um, okay, so I'm going to guess the origin. Mm-hmm. And... All right, so I do have a guess, and I'm going with Germany, old-timey Germany, uh-huh. which in this case means the 1300s. And, you know, Germany is a great place. Um, we love it. Yeah, we've never been, though. Well, I, I've been. To, we I went to, <laughs> as a group have never been. <laughs> I've been to Dresden to see the Slaughterhouse Five That's Slaughterhouse. Right. I remember you told me. Um, okay, wait, wait, wait. So anyway, we're in Germany. It's the 1300s, um, and there is a farmer who <gasps> comes upon a cannon, and hmm. this can because he's by the the Rhine. So you he's know. by the Rhine. Oh, <laughs> the, the, oh, yeah, the Rhine River. Right. Okay. So I think that makes sense. Anyway. Oh yeah, you're definitely gonna find a cannon out there, right? Cannon, kind of wave. I don't know, like just kind of washed up one day, and he's a strong wave. He recognized there was a problem with the cannon. No, a problem with the neighborhood. Oh. And then the oh. problem. The problem was with deal with me at the same time. Too many, many women. Women. Okay. Who? <laughs> uh, yep. You're right. Oh, I know where you're going. So she bang. He, he. He. His name was, uh, you know, Franz. Franz. Naturally, a uh, perfectly Christian name. Christian. Rather. Quite. <laughs> no, but so Franz. He. He went to the other, you know, men of his community, his 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 German village. You can picture it. Oh yeah, I mean, I if you're looking at me, I can picture it. <laughs> and he says, "Fellas, what do we listen? We've all had enough, right, of the nagging of <laughs> yeah, right, of course." 
And they are like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so true. Yeah, the nagging, so yeah. <laughs> Always with the nagging. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they all agree. And he goes, I've got, I don't need to farm anymore. I'm going to. I am going to clean this entire neighborhood, <laughs> clear it, I'm rather, of all of the women. I and don't then, need to farm anymore. I'm going to clear the neighborhood of all the women. Yes. <laughs> that is brilliant. <laughs> That's Franz for you. Wow. And he, you know, the, he set the cannon up. He loaded the cannon with the neighbor's wife. Pop. You know, wow, and she she bangs, she bang the whole shebang. Wow, she the explosion of the the co- coffin <laughs> <laughs> cannon. You put her in a coffin. <laughs> You're right, and everybody, and he did, and the whole, it was just a it was just a town of happy happy men. Right, <laughs> no yeah. nagging. Right, no nagging, and they're just probably doing a. And no one's working. They're like, they're like, hey, and they're just doing Nick squats all day, drinking yeah. beer, eating hot dogs. And uh, and they're all like, the whole shebang. And then it freeze frames on them. Man, we what do a not, life. We do not condone. We, no, we, we do all, condone. We condone this way of life. We condone finding cannons. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, what no. you do with that. Right. That's not our fault. That's not our business either. So anyway, I don't know. Obviously, I don't think in German she means she. So funny you should mention that. You should mention that. You should. Okay. Um, so what's that's the deal? a great guess. Thank you. I don't even remember what the what I was gonna do. I was paying so much attention to you. I should have been going over my notes. Oh, well, you can go over them now because that's your mm. job. All right. So I like your guess a lot. But okay. that's not where it came from. Right, sorry. And you were a little off on the time okay. frame. Okay. So this comes from the 30s. 18, 90s. 1860s. Which just so happened to be the time of the American Civil War. Oh, that's right. Right? You love that Civil War. The Lincoln. Ah, the how, Lincoln. How ironic the term Civil War. That's true. Right? Thank okay. you for saying that. Right. And friendly fire. Anyway, so... Awesome. No one's talking about the American Civil War anymore. Not enough. Everyone's thinking about other stuff. Right. All right, go on. Uh, so here's the interesting thing about the whole shebang is that it's one of those idioms with questionable origins. Beautiful. I thought that could be like a new bit. That's good. Like it's a great new bit. Or something. Yeah, I'll do that in post. Thanks. Uh, so, you know... Usually Ryan tackles these guys, but I thought I would give it a whirl. Like a yeah. young, in my younger idiom days. Yeah, you're days. right. It's yeah. usually me who's doing the questionable origin idioms. I've been playing it safe with the with the straightforward stories. I just think it's still you can still share it. You I know. Can, these are the ideas that are out there. Well, I was thinking, I was like, you know what? We're over the 50 hump. Mm-hmm. It's time to grow up a little bit. Good for just you. Just give it a shot. Good on you, laddie. Right, Jolly. So here we go. <laughs> uh, so... You might be asking yourself, what is a shebang? If you're saying the whole shebang, so what is it, right? Yeah, what is a shebang? All right, so in 1862 is the first time that the word like officially showed up, and it was a term for a temporary shelter for soldiers. Hmm. Because, again, it was happening during the Civil War, so a shebang would be something that you would just like make a little 
place for the soldiers to stay to, to sleep and like a yeah temper like kind of like a a bivouac a bivouac if, if you were mary hewitt from <laughs> flight of the Concord. oh wow not bad he's like remember he's like we're always yeah. building bivouacs yeah, like, yeah all, right so, oh yeah. man he's a great character. i love oh my god he should have his own show <laughs> he probably does but anyway so the first time it was written down was by none other than the bridge man himself, Walt Whitman. Really? Yeah, he had this book of uh, poems, like poetry and collected leaves of grass? prose. The oh, leaves oh, of grass. That's that's the. I'm sorry. I thought you were saying his collection of poetry. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's a. Uh, but no, yeah. you mean the po- poetry written by other people. It says, it's called, oh, Walt Whitman's Specimen Days mm-hmm. from Complete Poetry and Collected Prose. Gotcha. Okay. So I don't know. I think he wrote it. Oh, right. So this is his prose about his own collection. This is why he's got that bridge money. <laughs> By the way, that context might be lost to people. <laughs> we Philadelphia. live in fucking Philadelphia. <laughs> Philadelphia has a bridge called Walt Whitman that connects to Camden where Walt Whitman's old house is. Well, there you go. You learn something <laughs> new every day. I did not know. I was like, why the fuck is Walt Whitman's got a bridge? Are you kidding? I don't think about these things all the time like you. Okay? I'm thinking about it all the time. It's just some information. That's why I'm the color commentator. Like, this guy is living to... <laughs> I'm right next to... I am a, I am closer to you. Audubon was closer than Heights to Camden. I know. My dad was from Camden. This but guy... he didn't hang out around Walt Whitman's grave. This guy has lived it. 10 minutes from the Walt Whitman Bridge his entire life. His father grew up in Camden. Practically where built Camden. Practically Camden. <laughs> A stone's throw away from Walt Whitman's grave. And you don't know why I think I did know that. the bridge is called Walt Whitman. I think I did know that. You? I think I forgot it. But I, sometimes you forget things and now, now you've remembered. I cannot remember anything. Well, actually, tell us, so what's the connection between Shebang and Walt Whitman? Oh, right. So he he was the first one to get like credit for writing Shebang uh, yeah. in 1862. Oh, that's so cool. So his quote is like this. Uh, Besides the hospitals, I also go occasionally. <laughs> on Why does he have a British accent? <laughs> Didn't we all come from Britain? Yeah, way he before held, the 1890s. He, he held on a little longer. <laughs> he did. Okay, sorry, go. On occasionally long tours through the camps, taking with the men and company. (laughs) Sometimes at night. (laughs) Among the groups, around the fires, in their shebang enclosures of bushes. Mm. There Mm. it is. That's the shebang. So So that's the first one that made it to print? Yeah. That's amazing. Right? I love that information. That's great. He's doing it right. So... I said before it was a soldier thing, mm-hmm. temporary soldier thing. But then it evolved a little bit to just mean like any like rough or temporary dwelling. Yeah. Maybe also known as a shack or a shanty. A shanty. Right? Of course. Now I here I have a I have a thing that I w- a thought experiment for all of us actually. So <laughs> Thank you. You've probably never heard. I know I didn't until okay. this that if somebody was to say like, "Hey, uh, that's look at that shebang mm-hmm. over there. I would be like, I have oh, no yeah. idea. Look at that shebang. Right? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't know what to but do. But if you said shack or shanty, sure, you'd be able to like know what sure. the hell you're looking for, right? <laughs> so I feel like, oh, so what they said is that some people think that 
shebang is like a derivation of Shaq and Shanty, but Shaq and oh, Shanty didn't show up before um, shebang. So some people think it's actually the other way around. Oh, shebang was the first. Was first, and then those two stuff. Interesting. And I and here is where the, the thing I wanted you to think about. It's kind of like the Hydrox and the Oreo. Thank Do you, you know about the Hydrox? Thank Have you, you ever had a Hydrox? Is that a fa- like a fake Oreo? A fake Oreo. Yeah. Okay. So people think that Oreo came first and yeah. like Hydrox was like a knockoff crap brand yeah. that like just suck. You buy it at like a dollar sure. store. And some people think the opposite. No, but the truth is, is that Hydrox came first and Oreo was the copycat. And just think about it. Think of the name. Yeah. What are you going to buy? A Hydrox or an Oreo? Hydrox sounds like medication. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or so, cleaner. So it feels like the shebang is kind of like the Hydrox of, of the shack. I see. I see. Yeah. World. You yeah. know what I mean? It was first. People but were like, people don't respect okay, it. Of course, we have the shebang word, but let's let's use shanty. Shack and shanty. Let's use shack and shanty. Think of how many times you've heard shack or shanty in like a movie or something. Even in this hour, in so the, many there times. There was a lot this time, right now. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, that was a point that I was trying to make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, okay, that was a good one. All right, so let's move a little further down the line. Damn it! Come I'll, on, I'll say it again. Let's move a little further down the line. So in 1870, nope, 1869, mm-hmm. in the Marysville, 69. 1869, <laughs> in the Marysville Tribune, they printed a list of the idioms of our new West. Hmm. And shebang, they said, is applied to any sort of house or office. All right. So it was like actually put in a list of new idioms of the West. I thought that was cool because ah, we want cool. that. Like, and the West is the, very far away. The, yeah, old, the old versions of us would be like, well, now what do you got to go on and get like old <laughs> list or whatever it's called? <laughs> what, what, is, what are we looking for in this, in this situation? <laughs> like uh, if we lived back then, yeah. we would be the type of guys totally. that would want the list of new idioms of the West. Yeah. We, we want to make a don't be an idiom, official idiom, book, and origin yes. story, et cetera thing. Right. But if we lived in the 1860s, 1869, then we would definitely be like, well, let's go make our new slang of the West book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We were making it. We're not buying it. We're making it. No, we're making it. it. Right, right. Compiling I like this. This is our fantasy. We could be whatever we want. The cute. That I'm six foot two. A manager of hell making $80,000 a year. (laughs) Is that from something? It's um, the office. Oh, okay. That's good. Anyway, okay. So then in 1872, the Mark Twain. Wow. He wrote a book called Roughing It. And he has a quote that goes like this. We've got a shebang for you to stand behind in number one's house, and don't you be afraid. Just go in and toot your horn, and don't if if you don't sell a clam. Albert, JFK, and Mark Twain. Those are your two most brilliant <laughs> impressions. I love both of those. Oh my gosh! Thank you. You're I thought Mark I was Twain. so way off. You're, I mean, it is way off, but it's, but it's so mine. ridiculous. But it's I, mine. Exactly. That was beautiful. All right, so even Mark Twain in 72 is using shebang as like 
some sort of like a mm. hut dwelling reference right. sort of thing, you know? Yeah. Those if you are don't two sell, heavy hitters. If you don't sell a clam, yeah. Two heavy hitters. Right? Yes. And there's just not a lot of attention around here for all this. Walt Whitman and Mark Twain are hanging out in Shebangland and no one cares. Well, there's a Walt Whitman statue right at the base of the Walt Whitman Bridge when you get on from Broad Street. Sure. We go to the statue. We put a Shebang shirt oh over my the God. statue. Yes, dude. Yes. That's and then people will go, hey, what is the deal with this shebang shirt? I got to look you it up. You are right. And they will learn. You are so right. Then they'll see a picture of Mark Twain. They'll keep on going down the rabbit hole. Dude, can I, just for a second, that <laughs> Walt Whitman fucking invented shebang. How cool is that? Well, he might in have, the city that we live in. He might not have he might not have invented it. No, no, but he got it first yeah, in print. But he did right. That, that is it. That's a claim to fame. And yeah, because everything else is here. They should make him a second bridge. Definitely. You can hold me to that. Yes. My opinion will not change. The Shebang Bridge. There probably is a Shebang Bridge. Oh yeah. All right. So Yeah, what else? So that's like kind of what the word is all about yeah what is the origin of that though why would walt whitman say that yes yeah yes all right so it's unclear (laughs) but i'm gonna lead you down two. yeah tell us possibly two and a half theories here all right Uh, yeah half half things all right and i think i actually have developed a theory so i'll take you through my thing at the end all right in 1781, there was an Irish-Scottish word, which was she-bean, mm. and it meant a cabin where unlicensed liquor is sold and drunk. Oh, that's perfect. Can you see the connection? I can see right? very clearly. <laughs> because <laughs> clearly, I, I could see. So you're thinking like, it's a, it's a lowly place to get a drink, right? Yeah. Probably not the Hilton, right? Sure. So then they're talking about this rough and tumble kind of shack sort of thing. It could have came from there, right? Yeah. Well, we don't know. Oh. <laughs> but they also believe that the word shabin comes from an Irish word seabin, S-E-I-B-I-N, which means a small mug or bad ale. Mm. So. Which also connects to the previous definition so, a little bit. Okay. Now I'm... I think this is my favorite theory, but I just want to, I want to give you a couple other tidbits here. So it's a shack, right? Uh Or was it a vehicle of some kind? Because again, in the same book, Roughing It by Mark Twain in 1872, he also quotes this. Take back your money, madam. We can't allow it. You're welcome to ride here as long as you please. But this shebang's chartered and we can't let you pay a cent. Mm, but he did use it after Walt Whitman. Oh, no, listen, I'm no, but, but Walt Whitman oh, definitely. But you're saying right. that maybe what Walt Whitman was referring to was actually something that was moving. So here's the thing. I'm going to, I'm going to take you down this other thing. I'm going to work backwards a little bit. Okay. Uh, so he's talking about it as like a vehicle, mm-hmm. right? right? Of some right. kind. And then he's like saying, you know, you, you can ride, but you don't have to place yeah. pay. So it's like, how do you get from house to vehicle? Right. Mm-hmm. So, in the early 18 Winnebago's early 1800s it started but it went all the way through like 1970s there was a word called a sharabang and it was it was like an early united kingdom sightseeing bus oh it's called a sharabang and then like it was shortened to like sharas huh 
So there's a thought that maybe... It was also shortened to shebang. Yeah, like the sharabang, you know? Yeah, yeah. But maybe not so true because like, you know... Oh, wait, no, there's a little more here. It, that was derived from the French charabanks, which is a carriage with benches. A carriage with benches. Charabanks. 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 That's it. There you go. Okay. So... What do you think about that? That's a, yeah, that's because that's too. old. That's quite old, right? Charabanks, charabanks. So you could think of it this way: charabanks, charabanks. So you could think this might have started all the way here ago with a mug that went to um, like a, ta- a rundown tavern to the hut, whatever. Or maybe it started way back with a French word that actually means this type of like a like a carriage, right? Yeah, and then they, you know. And then somewhere it gets lost and then they both come back to popularity and it's only off by like, what did I say? It's like 62 is when Walt Whitman writes it. And then 72 is when, so 10 years later is when uh, Mark Twain's using it both ways. So it's like, what if one knew before the other one, but one just wrote it first. Yeah, because it's not a lot of years between these two publications. That's not that many, right? Yeah, Ten no, years, right? No. Yeah, especially for like first showing up, because like. But very it must new. have been common then. It must have been used, you know. I mean, I think so. I do think so because it seems like that was used in the military the most, right? You know, and yeah. you know the military it gets around. <laughs> not just one Mark Twain, a whole cavalcade of you know soldiers walking around. Mm, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see <laughs> that too. All right, so. Here's the thing. I believe if I'm if my if my theory is correct, uh-huh. I believe that this the shebang started as that Irish word that meant the mug of the drink of the ale. Yeah. And then it became the name of the tavern, the rundown tavern where you have the monk of the the mug of the drink of the ale. Yeah. Right? So there's that traveling. Yeah. Then I'm following you. takes a break, shows back up in the military. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, yeah, it's rough, like the shacks, like the thing, like the thing. And then uh, that's how it became like a shack. <laughs> <laughs> I like that good, strong ending there. <laughs> but, no, okay. That, that makes a lot of sense. But here's so is the that your, That's your original theory, well, huh? So, so that's, I, that's how I see it, Jump. I actually yeah. think it's a very popular opinion. Yeah. But I, not many people worry about the mug as much as mm-hmm. I do. I'm very mm-hmm. concerned about the mug. <laughs> Yeah, that's why, that's why our listeners appreciate the you bad so much. ale, right? The mm. bad ale, uh-huh. run down shack place to drink, then yeah. the bad hut. But seems oh, like if you went to a shanty, you would get exactly that. So oh, rah. and everyone wants to give more attention to the shanty. <laughs> it has enough. I'd like to see how many movies use the word shebang, and not not the whole shebang because Ooh. I didn't get to that part yet. That's this part. Oh, okay. So in 1872 is the first time it was written as the whole shebang. Right. And at that point it just, it moved away from like a shack or a hut. It's just, it's just anything, mm-hmm. whatever you're talking like. I want, I want that whole shebang. Yeah. The whole pizza. Sense. I want it. I want all of the girlfriends. I want the, mm-hmm. I want the party. Amen. Right. Um, and here is the quote. It's from, <laughs> Oh, oh, and this is also the same year as Mark Twain's book came out in 72. Okay. The Sedalia Daily Democrat wrote, well, the democracy Jeez. can flex the whole <laughs> shebang and we hope to see our party united. He's using a little more figuratively there. Right. And that's when the whole came in. 
And by the way, for those of you who don't know, when they say flax here, it actually means to beat up. Oh. You can beat up the whole shebang. Huh. A whole lot of them, you know? Yeah. So the final point that I have to make is what is with the whole? How do we mm-hmm. get from shebang to the whole? Didn't you just tell us that guy said it? Yeah, but he was the first one to write it down, but how do we get there? Uh, right, 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 right. And the thing is, is that there was various uh, the whole idioms uh, derived in America right around that same time. The whole ball of wax, the whole mm-hmm. nine yards, mm-hmm. the whole box of dice. Never heard mm-hmm. that one before. Mm. The whole enchilada. Like, well, yeah, it's and classic. And the whole kit and caboodle. Kit and caboodle. And the hole is just to make it zippier. It zips. Right? It does zip. I love it. Mm. That's excellent. Right. Time for fun facts. <laughs> Sorry, this is so long, but watch it's how fast. It's not long. Watch how fast I took a long pause. Watch how fast I zoomed through it. <laughs> Ryan, I was practicing this on the way home because mm-hmm. I was sure that we looked this up on the original road trip. Okay. Um. The whole kit and caboodle, right? Mm, uh, yeah. I if I was, if I was like to this. ask you, what do you think that means? Yeah. Don't you remember us thinking we had a conversation about this when we were on the road? <laughs> yeah, I can remember possibly so what do thinking you think about it, it comes but from? I don't remember nothing, at all. Nothing at nothing. all? Nothing. Zero. Okay. All right. Then I won't make you do a whole guess. I was thinking of when we looked up the word kitty, because we used oh, to put kitty, money right. in the like kitty, right? The money, sure. So I thought that was the kit, the yeah. kitty and the caboodle or whatever. Yeah. So my guess was, was like, oh, this is um, about a box for money and burglar's tools, I was thinking. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like the caboodle is like the burglar's tools. tools. So... Um, this idiom, so a kit is just a set of objects, like like a toolkit, which yeah. is interesting because I was thinking about the other thing, uh-huh. uh, or what a soldier uh-huh. might keep in his bag. So oh, okay, that's yeah. the kit. Yeah. Um, and then the caboodle or, or, or boodle is an archaic term meaning a group or collection of something and usually people. Huh. So, so something. It's like, <laughs> all right, I'm taking the whole toolkit and all the people. Yeah. Just everything. It's just fun. And they believe that one survived because more of that uh, alliteration. alliteration. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And uh, I had to end on, because I, I couldn't think of anything else to tie the fun facts around with. So I ended with some fun facts about Mark Twain. Mm-hmm. Did you know that he was saved from drowning in the Mississippi River nine times? Huh. That's a f- nine. Times. <laughs> a lot of times. And and then they made like this reference about it. He's like, oh, he's like a cat. Nine lives, right? Yeah. Well, when he was a kid, at one time he had 14, nope, 19 cats. That's a lot of cats. That is like Luis' version of cats. Mm-hmm. That's too many cats. Too many cats. Um, And then he also, after he became a famous writer, he went bankrupt on like mm-hmm. really bad investments. But then he invented the self-pasting scrapbook, which sold well. Brilliance. Self-pacing scrapbook. And that is, that. those were the, to me, those were the only interesting things about him. I love that he wrote an autobiography and it wasn't allowed to be released for a hundred years after his death. What? So that way he could be totally honest about everything he said, like the people he spoke about. And wow. every, they'd be dead already. So like he could talk about anyone the way he wanted because everyone wow. would be dead. Who do you trust with that, you know? Dude, that think about that confidence though. Like he knew he would still be relevant a hundred years after his that death. That is that is some confidence. To the point where someone would wait to open up his autobiography and also be like, and we're gonna we're gonna uh, you know like respect his wishes to wait a hundred years. Wow. You know someone peaked. 
I don't know, maybe. Oh, come on. The guy who's guarding the box. <laughs> She's like, hey, if man. you're guarding the box of Mark Twain's 100 book, you're reading it. And also, you know, Mark Twain, that is impressive and, yeah. and pretty ballsy. But like, I want to know about the guy who also did the same thing that Mark Twain did, but he's not famous. Right. Because there's somebody out there that is oh, like. Oh, sure. Yeah, it's like. Your grandchildren's grandchildren's <laughs> grandchildren. Yeah. Only they shall open the box. But it's just some family in Oklahoma, and they're like, "We gotta keep on passing this down because I don't know, whatever." <laughs> because my teeth fell out. <laughs> but I, anyway, we do love Oklahoma. We totally the, do. We do. I think and, Red City Radio is from Oklahoma. All right, and that baby Jesus statue. Remember it, that little? Isn't that Oklahoma? On the road trip, remember? Um, There's that sure. child baby Jesus statue <laughs> outside that church. Yeah, yeah, I remember. You that don't remember? I do, I do, I do, I do. So we took an ironic picture. We're gonna take a little break, and um, and we'll be right back. And you can, you know, go, you know, take have care a bowl of cereal. <laughs> Another. I think I'll have a, another. <laughs> so anyway, um, listen, Albert. Yo, what's up? <laughs> <clears throat> I find that sometimes you really kick against the pricks, but Johnny Cash, you just got to give in. Johnny Cash. Awesome. Awesome. That's so, the only that, time I've ever heard that. That's one of my uh, fun facts, actually. Oh, sorry. No, no. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's good. It's exciting that that, Dude, you, uh, that was your first connection. If I didn't know that song, I would have ne- I would have said I don't know. I've never heard it. Yeah. Maybe I'll mention that song. It's the man who... What is it? The man who comes around. Yeah. The yeah. man who comes around. Yeah. He said, it's hard for thee to kick against the bricks till Armageddon, no shalom, no shalom. Yeah. Cool. So, um, kick against the pricks. Yeah, huh? What does that mean? Jeez. Do you have a definition? Oh, what does it mean? Yeah. God, I don't know. I actually don't even think I know what it means. Um, like, f- fight the good fight? Like, like fight the op- like the opposition? It's close. Um, so it's hurt oneself by persisting in useless resistance or protest. Whoa. Yeah, it's a little layered. It's so, that is that's more. Yeah, that's it's deep, like it's like Johnny. you're it's like you're going against authority, but it's like a it's like a pointless, futile futile for, for but sure. But you still go for and it. it it actually hurts you yeah. to go against it, even though you even though it's never going to change or or, right. or anything like that. Right. Yeah, that's like a classic. Uh, 
you know, like uh, if you have some like morals or something, mm-hmm. you, would, you would like die for something. Yeah, it's like morals or something. Could you imagine being like, yep, I guess I'll just go run into a giant lawnmower because I believe in something. <laughs> Can I, I can't imagine that's that. That's what I mean. That, There's yeah. people out that, there that, like, they believe in something. <laughs> yeah. That, can nothing. You imagine nothing. Be- believing something? That much. Belief. Wow. <sighs> Heavy. Right. Right, right. All right. So anyway, so, wh- where, what do you think the origin could be of this? Kicking against the pricks or kick against the pricks? Okay. All right. Okay. So... We are in the desert, mm-hmm. and the desert's in the state of Arizona, uh-huh. obviously. Yeah, we've driven through it. Right, and they have deserts. Yeah. Yeah. So out there in Arizona, there is a high school right in the desert. <laughs> okay. <laughs> desert high. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, the like the jocks, you know, they're dicks, right? Like. And they pick they pick on kids totally, and totally. all that, right? So they the the jocks picked on um what was his name? Mm-mm. Brandon. Bobby Dewar. Mm-hmm. Borby Dewar. Bobby Dewar, right? Yeah. yeah. And he's like he's not he's kinda cool, but he's like he's kinda like shrimpy. Uh-huh. You know, he's a classic mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. like not. Like I can a, see him. He's not like a dork. Sure. Right. He's just different. So anyway, he's different. He's just different. So the you know the jocks like they 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 grab me like oh you think you're so cool with your leather jacket mm-hmm. and he's like oh yo get pricks you pricks get off of me you're like get, get out of here right yeah, yeah. and uh, they're like you know what if you think you're so tough you gotta run the cactus gauntlet. <laughs> The cactus gone. I was not expecting. Yeah, dude. Like that's like that's like the rite of passage out there. Like okay. for the football team, they yeah. just like you just run through those cactus. You know, uh, I could see that. Sure. And you know, like, what did I say his name was? Johnny Dewey. Billy. Billy Dewey. Yeah. Or something. Bobby, maybe. <laughs> yeah, Billy Bobby. You know, he's like. And the, oh, and the football players like you either run it or we're gonna pound you, right? <laughs> pound town. And he's just like, you know, I could just go and like go to the principal, like call my mom, like I could just like tell, I could tattle, whatever. Oh, right. But he's just like, fuck it, <laughs> and he just <laughs> runs through those cactuses. Wow. And like, and then you know the the football players are like, oh, he's got some balls, <laughs> he's got some balls. <laughs> But then he like, they're like, all right, you're done. You're done. And he just keeps going. It just Whoa. keeps going until he is just like a bloody mess. Whoa, what an inspiration. And then he kisses them all and gives them AIDS. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. He had AIDS. He had AIDS. So what year is it? Is it like the 80s or what year is this? I thought it was maybe the 50s. <laughs> it is. What the fuck it are you is, talking it about? It is the 80s. <laughs> okay. But... It feels like the fifties, so because out in the desert, desert high, time moves a time little slower. Moves a little slower, okay. All right, it's not from the fifties. It's not from the eighties. It's 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 way before the nineteen hundreds. Um, thank you, by the way, for your guess. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> this one's for so, you, Bobby. <laughs> All right. So I I thought this one might. 
might annoy Albert a little bit, but oh I, no, I, <laughs> I kind of want maybe want to do it more. Anyway, this is a Greek proverb, so it goes way back, hmm. and but it would have also been familiar to Jews and farmers of agriculture, or you know, people who made a living in agriculture. So, okay. <laughs> so they farm the agriculture, you say? I'm sorry, that was a mouth mistake. <laughs> but all right, so so I'm gonna try to guess the part that I think's annoying. Yeah, what? Like, I'm going to wait until... Because you said that oh, this okay, might right. be annoying. So I'm going to wait right. until I find the thing that you think that I think is annoying. So really, it was it was probably a Greek proverb and definitely like a phrase that would have been heard. But in the first century AD, mm-hmm. it got put down into mm-hmm. the text that we call the Bible. That's the part that annoys <laughs> me. Was that but, it? But yeah. Yeah. Fuck the Bible. But, <laughs> no, we we hear really hate. hate so much. Look, it just you miss the mark is all I'm saying. So the idiom occurs in the Acts, the Acts of the Apostles. Albert and I went to Catholic school when we were just we lads in in Hill, Jersey. And we had to read the Bible sometimes. But anyway, so the Acts of the Apostles is the fifth book of the New Testament. And it tells of the founding of the Christian church. And they really spread their message through the Roman Empire. Because hmm. they really wanted to get, you know, more followers. I can't believe it. They didn't get chopped down. Well, I mean, I mean, wait, what's his I mean, name? Nero way, literally, tr- literally chopped them down. That's what I mean. But they still. Yeah. We And we can say this because we had to go to Catholic school. They were persistent. The, the Quite persistent. The apostles and the... I don't, what would you call them? Missionaries? I don't know. <laughs> Anything. Anyway. So this was written between 80 and 110 AD. Now, where it appears, it only appears twice. And it's in the King James edition. So that was the first English edition of the Bible. Okay. Um, we've talked about King James and, and Bible. He, what? Like he's like, get me that King James <laughs> Bible. Well, make it, me one. Well, um... I, I guess it had something to do with, <laughs> you know, eventually getting to England, right? Sure. I mean, at at some point, the like Vikings started believing in Christianity and had to like choose between their pagan beliefs and Christian beliefs that naturally right, made its way down to England. But at first, they were chopping all them up. At first, right? Yeah, but, but then but, they started believing that sucks. Thor is probably like you. It suck. Yeah. In Iceland. Odin? Could you imagine turning your back on Odin? Dude, in Iceland, I went to this waterfall where the legend is the the they had to they had to decide, like the Vikings that were living on, on Iceland at the time, they had to decide if they were going to continue with their pagan beliefs, all of these incredible Norse gods. Yeah. Or Christianity. And this waterfall was the moment that whoever was kind of like in charge of this this main tribe of men um, threw all of the idols of the Norse gods that they had no. into the waterfall as a symbol that they were going to be a Christian, like, you know, or Christian believers. We got to dive down and get those. Can you imagine finding those? Somebody must have, right? No. No. No, it's a, no. It's a legend. But, right. But the, a hidden somewhere, legend. Maybe. deep in that ground. <laughs> or they broke down over time. Could have broken down. 
Man, that sucks, actually. I didn't know that about the Vikings, that, like, I just, uh, I thought better of them. At some point. Well, that's right, because if you, you know, if you read Beowulf, it's, it should be all of this Norse mythology, but, like, randomly there's these Christian phrases infused, and they think mm. that, they think that at, at some moment in time, like, the story kind of changed a little bit because the Christian beliefs were entering people's, you know, and after a generation or two of telling that story... It just changes and adopts those things. You think the Vikings were like, oh man, you know, like uh, these guys, they seem a little more grounded than us. So we're talking about like worship at monsters and stuff. Like maybe, <laughs> maybe it's like, it's, <laughs> I, I don't love, know. I love thinking about like the nerdy Viking guy. How is he still alive? <laughs> Nerd Viking attack. So I need to give you some of the uh, etymology of some of these words. So the word pricks, the word pricks, comes from the Greek word kentron, which is sometimes translated as goad. Have you ever heard that word goad? Goad me on? Hmm. Like, right? Like, yeah. you go, like you, let's just try to get someone in a fight or something? Yeah, I mean, that's the Taunting. way... Taunting? Yeah, the way we use it now, oh. it's, it's like to annoy someone, right? Right. To, to provoke them. But there's an old definition of this word that maybe is still used in some places today, but um, it's a spiked stick used for driving cattle. Like, so oh, you yeah. would goad the cattle. Like, go on that cattle, yep, poke you that <laughs> yep, way. Yep, <laughs> yep. So the word literally meant a sharp pointed projection, but hmm. they would, but farmers would use it when they wanted their ox to go a certain direction. Sure. And if, and if they didn't want to go, they would just be pushing their bodies deeper into these sharp points, these goads, right? Or pricks. I see it. Right? Yes. So kicking against the pricks. What is was really this metaphor for when animals that you're trying to direct, whether it's a horse or an ox or cattle, when they push back against the direction you're trying to push them in. Wow. And so their their bodies are physically moving into sharp points or 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 because they're just like, fuck you, yes. I used to be free. <laughs> right. And I'm bigger than you. Right. So the, the actual definition is um you know would have been, would have been familiar for fa- farmers and um yeah that's it. Like you'd be like they could be like hey Joe how's that Bessie doing they'd be like she's kicking against pricks now other Joe it, yeah that's why that's like, why I feel they like, would know what they're talking about yeah. like, she is not she's pushing back she's on the stick against the bridge I am going to stick my teeth are very clenched clenched and clenched so in the bible though in this the the acts of the apostles there is a story that about really it's about saint paul and you remember saint paul isn't he the worst one He's considered the worst one, right. although I, I read that there's a, a new book out about St. Paul that actually tries to paint him in a better light. But anyway, who cares about that? The point I'm getting at is the story. <laughs> Paul. I know. Dude, Paul. But so, like, in, the, in the Bible, the very first time he's introduced as sort of a character in the New Testament, his name is Saul. Hmm. But... In that time, That's pe- people had a Hebrew name, so that would have been Saul, and then also like a Roman name that would have been Paul, and just copy it down, people. And um, he was an anti-Christian. He he like he would w- go around and basically, you know, spread propaganda about Christianity, and he would just say how how much like you know we shouldn't follow it, and he wanted to hunt down people that practice Christianity, and then Jesus 
a, showed himself to. <laughs> he appeared, Look at me. He appeared in front of Saul, and at this point, he's already been crucified and all that shit. Uh, so now all the hard work's done. And he says something to this, um, you know, like to this uh, Paul, idiot. Jesus says this idiot that we're talking about. So I'm just going to read you the part oh, Jesus of the Bible. Jesus says it? Yeah, yeah. I'll, Holy shit. Yeah, so I'll just read it to you real quick. And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth, and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. What? And that with, is old. And with that interaction, he he completely changed Saul's mind. And Saul became a Christian and started. He went blind and tasteless for three days or something. That's it? Yeah. And then when he came to... Because all of his men heard Jesus speaking. I can see and taste better than ever. <laughs> it tastes really I can good. taste my sight. <laughs> <laughs> but with that interaction, basically Jesus was like, you're kicking against the pricks. I I am the only I'm option. I'm the boss doggy. I'm the boss doggy, right? <laughs> and, you know, if you go off the path of God, you are kicking against the pricks, my man. Yeah, man. So you got to follow the lead Jesus in the house. And, you know, like, I don't do this for everybody, so. Right. Why? Like, he, what, are you going to ignore this shit? He did it probably because Paul was bopping about and he's like, you know, Christianity sucks. And she's like, <laughs> you know. It's just some ironic angle Jesus is trying to work. It's an he angle. needs a living body to bring his importance back or some shit. Yeah. I don't like Paul. I do not. Well, most people don't. <coughs> right. Apparently. He started all this shit. All right. Let's get down to this. When did prick mean wiener? Exactly. That's what we're all thinking. Because that's slang for penis. Right. So um, it can also reference a despicable 50s? human. Um, well, interesting you say that. In the 20s. It came into Shit. the American vernacular to mean, you know, what it means. But the word prick has been around since the 1500s. That must have been where I th saw the five. Well, actually, actually, earlier, it became a euphemism in, in the 1500s. Man, that's old. It was in the Canterbury Tales. Canterbury Tales. And it, it meant sex at the time. Whoa. Go have a prick. Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> that people should be saying, "Yo, Shakespeare no, no, used I'm it." Prick, Rod, Jollet, Romeo and Juliet. Mercutio says, "The body hand of the dial is now upon the prick of noon." Oh yeah, <laughs> double meaning. He knows what he's he talking knows what about. He's saying. Um, and then in the 16th and 17th centuries, my prick was used as a term of endearment by immodest maids for their boyfriends. Ooh. So you'd be like, oh, my prick so call. Hey, as, but I'm modest <laughs> as fuck. There was an 18th century saying, may your prick and your purse never fail you. Sure. Yeah. And there's some cockney rhyming slang. Yes. 
I pulled that out just for you. No pun intended. A penis is described as a Hampton wick. A Hampton or a wick because it rhymes with prick. Right. Oh, right. And my fun facts were that Kicking Against the Pricks is a 1986 album by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. It's, I think it was the third album. It's so good. It's all covers and it's so badass. Sweet. And that is the first place I found out about, like I like heard the city and I think. It were, like it came into my consciousness. Shit, sweet. So I was like, Kicking Against the Pricks. And then like I was like, what does that mean exactly? Because I just thought it meant like, you know, like going head on against assholes. Dude, that's it. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. And it's an, it's old. So old. Very old. Nice job. Thanks. And then, yeah, that Johnny Cash song, The Man Comes Around. Go check it out. You can hear It's Hard for Thee to Cook Against the Pricks. Just right there in your headphones. You know what I forgot to do on my turn? What? I was supposed to say, and that's... A rap. No. That's the Remember, way. Didn't, didn't we say we we're going to start doing like... Oh, yeah. So then you could say, and that's... All she wrote against the bricks, and that's all she wrote, right? No, I didn't. No. Didn't we say we were going to start saying like at the end of our idiom? We yeah. were like, and that's yeah, I, the whole shebang. No, that's for this. This is for Doobie Monster. Oh, that's right. That's for Doobie Monster. <laughs> well, why not plug our other show while we're on the subject? <laughs> yeah, give our monster it, show a listen. It's it's a little different, but there's some similarities. Seamless segue. Hmm. And um, we hope that you enjoyed your time with us. We know that we enjoyed um, ha- spending with you. our time with us <laughs> and spending our time with us. And, uh, and don't you know times are tough right now. Get out there and kick against the pricks. Kick against the pricks. Give them hell, even if it even if it's die painful. anyway. You can email us at don'tbeanidiom at gmail Ask us a question. Tell us a story. We'll share on the next episode. And uh, until next time, don't. don't.
Sitting